everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the story of how I was stalked for years by the same guy. For some background, I'm an Australian female, and I was working at a local grocery store called IGA. I was 16 years old at the time, and it was my first job. For reference, even though I was 16, I didn't look like your average 16-year-old. I wasn't a petite girl. I was 5'6", and I weighed around 165 pounds, with most of it on my hips and butt. And I was also very blessed in the chest region. I had a very young face, and still do but everywhere else looked grown. One day on what seemed to be a normal 12pm to 7pm shift working the register, the automatic doors opened and in walked this guy. For this story, my name will be Sarah and I'll call him Chris. Now, Chris was about 5'5", had curly hair and was extremely obese and missing a front tooth. Now, the city I live in is very humid so you sweat a lot. Thankfully, I spend most of my days in the aircon, but as Chris walked inside, he had used his debit card to swipe the sweat from his forehead and then flick it off and winked at me. I shuddered. I was working on a main register. This is where people with 15 items or more usually go to. I continue to serve the long line of customers, and I notice that Chris is queued up at my register. He had only had three cartons of coke in his trolley, and he could have easily gone to the express counter. The ladies at express called him over several times to go through them, but he ignores them completely, and he still keeps a firm gaze on me. I can feel his stare, and my body feels violated. It's his turn to be served, and with my best customer service voice, I say, Hi, how are you today? And he then replies back with, Well, I'm doing better now that I'm seeing you. My name's Chris. What's your name? And sarcastically, I look down and I point at my name badge, which was stupid because now he then gazes at my boobs and then laughs and says, I want to hear you say it though. What is your name? I irritatingly say, My name's Sarah. To which he then says back, How old are you, Sarah? I'm 28. I then reply back with, Well, I'm too young for you. I'm only 16. To which he then responds back with, You don't look 16. Let me take you out on a date. I'll treat you right. I then immediately shut him down and I tell him to have a good day. As he's walking out the door, he then just looks back and smiles the most off-putting smile that I've ever seen in my life and then says, I'll be back later for you. And as you can imagine, I get a chill down my spine. Now, I've always been very observant and take details when something feels off. So I watch as Chris leaves 
and then hops in a white beat-up vehicle, and then take note of it just in case he does come back. Hours pass, and I forget all about Chris for the time, and his serial killer slash stalker vibes, and my shift then ends without a problem. I only lived about 400 kilometers away from work, which is a little over two to three minutes to walk home in case you're wondering. Four minutes if I was tired, but because I worked in a shopping complex, I was mainly walking past other shops. There was a McDonald's, a bowling alley, and a few others, so it was very well lit, and I never really had an issue before. I grab a few items for my grandma, and I walk out the doors. As I walk into the car park, I notice the same white beat-up vehicle parked, and the headlights then turn on instantly. I feel my heart drop into my stomach, and I get this really off-putting feeling. Questions start racing in my mind. How long has he been waiting for me? He came in at 1.30pm and it's 7pm now. He didn't even know when I was finishing, did he? Am I going to get kidnapped? Am I going to die? What the hell's wrong with this guy? I chalk it up to childhood drama or way too many SVU episodes. But I mean, come on, how would you react? I stop dead in my tracks and I pretend like I'm looking for something in my bag but I'm really just stalling to think of what I can do. I gather myself, and I go to the back of the store, calling my brother to meet me halfway. My brother then says, I'm leaving home now. Wait one minute, and then start walking. It felt like those 60 seconds took forever, but I just wanted to get home. A minute passes. I give myself a little pep talk, and I walk out into the car park, and I run through a path between the shops where Chris couldn't follow, and I continue between the shops until I see my brother. He grabs the bags off of me, and I then look around to see if the car is following us, and he is. Chris had actually followed us most of the way home. Luckily, we were able to lose him running behind the car park of the bowling alley, and then sneaking in the back gate of the units. After we got home, I started to cry because I was so scared. I told my whole family about the story, so that my brothers would then meet me after every shift. So the next day rolled around and I had to work. I was getting really nervous that I was going to see Chris again. I told my supervisors about it, but all they really said was, no worries, we'll keep an eye out, and if it escalates anymore, we'll ban him from the store. I go about my shift like normal, and halfway through, here comes Chris walking in the doors with the same look on his face. He then says, Oh, was that your boyfriend with you last night? And I just say, No, that was my brother. To which he then replies back with, Oh, good. So I still have a chance to get you. And I then told him, No, you don't. Just because I'm single doesn't mean I'm looking. Girls like you are always looking. Don't worry. I'm gonna get you. I just ignore him after that, and he gets annoyed. He turns to walk away, then saying to me, I'm gonna wait outside again to watch you while you walk home, just to protect you from creeps. And I can feel so much fear rise in me. I tell my supervisors about it, and they said that they're gonna watch out for him tonight. He actually continued this whole routine for a week. He would come in the store, stare at me, 
and then say some stupid one-liner on how I was his and he would wait for me in the car park until I finished my shift. I told my supervisors every time that he would come in until it got so bad, as soon as I would see the white vehicle pull up, I would leave the register and then hide in the manager's office until he left. My supervisor finally called the cops and ended up getting him banned from the store. He wasn't allowed in the store, but he would always wait outside for me. This went on for months. Now, I want to mention that he never did anything violent, but he would always be waiting there for me. Cops couldn't do anything because, you know, he was just driving. One day I finished a shift, walked out there, and surprisingly, he wasn't there. I got so much joy to see no white car, and thankfully, I never saw it again. I wish I could say, though, that this was the last time I ever saw Chris, but it's not. Fast forward four years, and we have to travel to another city eight hours away for a funeral. In my culture, the ladies at any events, birthday, funeral, wedding, have to run the kitchen in whatever hall slash space we've been hired to host the feasting in. So I'm in the kitchen area, and I see a familiar face appear in the doorway, and he then smiles and says, Oh my god, you're here! I finally found you again! And I totally just die inside. The feeling of utter dread hits me all over once again. It's Chris, and he then says to me, Oh my god, hi Sarah, I've really missed you. Thankfully for me, my uncle was there, and he then yelled at him, and he told him to leave the function. I thank my uncle, and I continue my kitchen duties. I don't have another issue with Chris until another four years later, and I'm working at Woolworths, which is another grocery store. And on this day, I was on the express counter. Behind me is the display of flowers that the produce department put up. I then hear behind me, Hi Sarah, I finally found you once again and I turn to see Chris standing there holding up a bunch of flowers. He hands me the bunch of flowers, then says, Now that I know where you are, I'm never letting you go again, and he proceeds to come into my express lane and then stand in my register, and I just freeze. My supervisor notices my scared look and then comes over to see if I'm okay. I'm frozen and I can hardly speak. She tells him to leave or she's going to call the cops. Chris then replies with, You don't understand. I've been looking for her everywhere for years. She keeps getting away from me, but I'm not going to let her go this time. He then starts yelling and crying, all the while I'm frozen just standing there. He then starts screaming like a madman. Why can't you just love me like I love you? Why don't you want me like I want you? You will be mine. You will be mine. I now have tears streaming down my face, and my supervisor's calling security and the cops, all the while Chris is yelling and screaming, telling me he's going to kill me and then kill himself, because if he can't have me, no one can. I couldn't move. I was frozen in fear. Then one of my male coworkers showed up and put his arms around me. I felt safe enough to finally move, and I get taken upstairs to the staff break room. The cops arrive and they then informed me that Chris had been detained and put into the squad car. The cops wanted my side of the story, and I gave it to them, telling them everything that happened. 
I don't really know if anything else really ever came out of it, but I'm really grateful because I've never seen Chris again after that experience. I've also moved cities since all this happened. I'm now living very happily and safely with my now husband. I often think about how it could have gone so much worse, but thank God it didn't. The story happened a long time ago now. I was 16 in high school, and it was prom time, and I hung out with all of the nerdy slash emo and alt groups. I'm an emo girl with blue hair myself, which will be important later. Every day, me and my friend would gather at the bus stop to chat, before then going on our buses then home. One day, my friend, who we'll refer to as Amy, brought her friend, who we will call Draven, See, Amy and Draven were a great ahead of me, and they were very worried about talking about prom. I heard Draven complain about how he didn't have a date, and that no girl would go with him. The whole feel-bad-for-me manipulative behavior looking back on it now. So I parked up, and I suggested he go with a friend instead of a girlfriend. His neck nearly broke how fast he turned his head to look at me. Without hesitation, he asked if I'd go with him. I, having a boyfriend already at the time, said yes, but I explained in great detail that it would just be his friends, and he agreed. So every day after that, he would hang and talk to me at the bus stop. Maybe a week of that goes by, and he then started asking me weird questions like, what was my original hair color, if I had any diseases or ailments that ran in my family, and the one that'll be very important later, if I had any social media. I didn't. I grew up very sheltered, and I told him this. As for the other questions, I just ignored them or laughed them off, assuming they were jokes. Again, looking back, they very obviously weren't. More time goes by, and I started to notice that he wasn't just meeting me or seeing me at the bus stop anymore, but outside the class my class was in. Then, when I started to distance myself from him, with prom coming nearer, I then realized that I didn't want to go with him anymore as he was really creeping me out. Then it all came to a head. I was sitting with my friend in the quad and I can suddenly feel eyes on me. My stomach literally twisted and I looked up a few yards away on the second floor balcony and there was Draven. He was just staring at me, all emotionless. I felt so sick and I started to have one of my guy friends walk me to my classes. But then during class, I had to get up and use the bathroom. The bathrooms were down a long hall and down some stairs, it was the furthest bathroom away from the classrooms in that area of the school. Anyway, I opened the door and before I can even step two feet inside, I then see Draven peeking out from a stall confused. He looks at me and smiles. He tells me that he must have walked into the girls' room on accident, but I didn't believe him. The way he had his eyes looked over me, the way his smile grew over his face, I knew if I stayed, it wouldn't be good. I didn't say anything. I just ran out of the bathroom, up the stairs, then down the hall, barreling for my classroom. He didn't chase me. He didn't even call me. But it horrified me nonetheless. I shortly dropped out of school for other reasons that same year. Everything was pretty quiet, 
until the first day of summer. My family and I were getting ready to go swimming, as I live near water. Then suddenly, we get a knock on the door. My brother answered it, and it was Draven with a hammer. He smiled, and he explained that he was doing odd jobs in the area, and that he just wanted to come by and see how I was doing. I panicked, and I told him sorry, but we're leaving. He doesn't say anything in return, just looked at me. My family and I basically just all push past him and go out to the car. He follows and he just walks past down my driveway and down the sidewalk. I never saw or heard from him again after that. The one thing to this day that I don't know is how the hell he got my address. In any case, I thankfully moved out of that house shortly after. The story I'm sharing with you all all started when I was 13. Due to the nature of this experience, I'm going to be going by the name Red. When this started, I was in middle school, around 6th to 7th grade. I was in choir class when I had received a message on Instagram on my phone. I went to take a look at it, and it was some account that I was unfamiliar with requesting to send me a message. Now, on Instagram, you can view the message before you decide to accept it or not. So, that's exactly what I did. I read the message, and it then said, Hello, you don't know me, but I just want to say that I think you're beautiful. I thought it was a kind thing to say, so I decided to respond. I just answered back with a quick thanks, and then I appreciate it. Since I was wondering how this account found me in the first place, I asked for their name to see if anyone I knew knows who it is. He gave me his name, but for safety reasons, I'm going to refer to him as Z. After asking around and digging through Instagram pages, this guy didn't know anyone I knew, but yet he was following all of my friends, even though I asked and nobody had ever heard of him. I thought it was odd, but I just blew it off because I was 13 and dumb. Another weird thing was the account responded almost immediately to all of my texts. I thought that was weird too, but again blew it off. We continued to have small conversations here and there, but nothing too complex or deep. Just casual, hey, how are you? What are you doing today? Types of conversations. But after a bit, I got annoyed with responding to this dude, and I stopped answering. This is where things kind of took a bad turn. After I didn't answer for a day, this account started to blow up my phone. I had loads of text messages and calls on Instagram, and the texts were really unsettling. He sent me multiple texts, saying he's madly in love with me, and how he has his whole life planned with me. Keep in mind, this guy didn't even know anything about me. All he was going off of was my Instagram account. But yet, he continued to say how he loved me so much and how he's coming to see me. That's when my brain finally kicked in and I decided to block the account and forget anything ever happened. But then he created another account and he contacted me again on there. But this time he was mad and yelling, saying I'm his and I'll never get away from him. I responded back telling him to fuck off and leave me alone and that I didn't want anything to do with him. After I sent that message, I blocked that account too, 
and I then made my Instagram completely private. Things were pretty quiet for a few weeks, until I then got a text message through my actual phone number. It was that damn guy again, and he was then texting me, apologizing for his behavior. He claimed that he sent me a dress to my house, and he proceeded to send me pictures of a red dress. I freaked the hell out because I had never gave this man my phone number, and I of course didn't give out my address. All he knew was my name. Before I responded, I had texted my friends asking if any of them gave out any of my information, but they all declined, saying they didn't. I then replied to Z, and I asked how he got my information and I proceeded to tell him that I don't want to talk to him anymore, and I definitely don't want to be with him. This apparently made him very upset, and he then replied with a paragraph of so much information on me. He somehow knew my full name, my address, my parents' and family members' names, phone numbers, social media accounts, and he also found my mom's job, and just so much information on me and my life, basically. At that point, I was so scared, and I didn't know what to do or how to make him stop, and I was way too afraid to go to my parents because I know they'd be mad at me for getting into this situation in the first place. So again, I just blocked his number, and I just tried to forget it ever happened. But he kept coming back. He got another phone number, and he contacted me again. This time, he texted me saying, Look, Red, if you don't date and marry me and live your life with me, I'm going to upload pictures of you along with your phone number and address to Pornhub and send screenshots to your family. I was in total panic mode after reading that text, and I started to cry and hate myself for ever answering that first damn Instagram message. At this point, I was desperate, so I then responded to him, saying, Look, we can be friends, but nothing more. And at the time, he seemed to be okay with that, so unwillingly... I talked to him on and off again. But one day, he then texted me demanding pictures of me. Pictures of me in my underwear. I immediately refused, but he responded back with the same threat. The same ones he used to get me to be friends with him. I begged him not to put my information on Pornhub, but he didn't care. But after begging and begging and freaking out, he sent me a message that then said... If you send just one picture, I'll leave you alone forever. Since I was just so ready for this to be over, and I was way too scared to go to my parents or anyone else, I caved, and I decided to send just one picture. I put on the ugliest full coverage underwear and bra I could find, and off the picture went. And surprisingly, he did take the picture, and he didn't text me for a while. That is, until he sends me a message, demanding more pictures a few weeks later. At this point, I was just done. I didn't even care what happened anymore. I told him no, and I told him I'm blocking him and changing my number. After a few minutes, he responded back with a screenshot that he took on his phone of him sending the picture I sent him to my mom and stepdad on Facebook. It showed that the picture was sent to them, and he left a nasty text attached to the picture. In pure panic mode, I looked for my mom and stepdad, and luckily, we were all in the house. My mom was in the shower, and miraculously, she had left her phone in the kitchen, and God must have really been on my side, because my stepdad's phone was also in the kitchen, and he was outside working on his car. 
I then quickly got into their phones and deleted the message he sent them, along with blocking his Facebook account, and then setting both my mom's and stepdad's Facebook accounts to friends only. After I pulled that off, I ran to my room, and I once again finally blocked his number for good, praying that it would finally end. Unfortunately, however, it still wasn't quite over. He continued to get new phone numbers and reach out to me every time. Every time I got a text from an unknown number, without hesitation I would block it. I didn't even read the messages anymore. Over time, he would reach out less and less, and eventually, things calmed down. But things didn't calm down entirely. I still every now and then get weird Instagram follow requests from him, and occasionally a text. It now only happens once every year or so, but just knowing he's still out there and still able to contact me freaks me out. And even to this day, my parents and family have no clue about it. I never built up the courage to tell them. I know how they would react, and I would really rather not deal with it. Plus, over the time I talked to him, he gave me four different names and three different ages. He once said he was 14, then it was 18, then it was 25. So I really don't know who he is or what his intentions were, but it's something I now live with, and that's just how it is. I know some of you might judge or disagree with my current decisions, but it's what I want to do for now. Be safe out there.